is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with regular guest and brilliant thinker, Kristen McDermott-Woodrum. Kristen often talks to us about what she's watching digital health, what's happening in the business, and a lot more. Kristen, take a moment and tell us, what do you have your eyes on currently? What are you watching closely? Thanks, Scott. Um, thrilled to chat with you today. I am continuing to watch investments and healthcare services by non-traditional players, those retail, payer, and tech disruptors, and all the focus right now on the primary care market. And I've been watching the breaking news um, late last night. The Wall Street Journal and others reported that the Federal Trade Commission will not sue to block Amazon's purchase of One Life Healthcare, which operates one medical primary care clinic. This means the parties can close that deal, which is valued at $3.9 billion. Um, they had filed their required notifications and reports under the Hart Scott Rodino and the Trust Act HSR back in August. Um, in September, the FTC had issued a second request for additional information and documents in connection with its review, which extended the waiting period that was imposed under HSR. Even though the Federal Trade Commission is not filing a complaint to stop the merger, um, they will continue their investigation. Um, some of the coverage of the site statements of an FTC official that the agency plans to send a pre-consummation warning letter that would say it still has specific concerns about the deal. Um, the antitrust agencies, being the FTC and DOJ, can file complaints to undo mergers that have closed. They do this sometimes. It's less often. Um, this is big news. But but Amazon is huge, but not huge in healthcare necessarily, at least in terms of the total footprint in healthcare. So does this leave the the antitrust authorities with less ability to challenge this? Is this why they've not challenged it up front? Yeah, I, I think that's a great observation, Scott. Um, and I've talked some with my antitrust partners on this point. I mean, as you, everyone knows, there's been reports of drama and chaos at FTC. Um, the chair, Lisa Khan, has been a huge critic of big tech companies, including Amazon. The two Republican commissioners of the FTC have resigned, most recently Christine Wilson, who penned a pretty scathing op-ed in the Wall Street Journal on Valentine's Day. Um, and I think it's an area to watch. We talk about the antitrust scrutiny kind of through the HSR process, and we've talked about it in the context of hospital mergers where you have, you know, two competitors who are providing the same services in a similar market um, and looking to consolidate. Um, but these, these primary care deals are different, and so they possibly are harder cases to challenge up front. I think it's super interesting. Earlier this month, the Department of Justice announced that it has withdrawn what it considers to be outdated joint FTC and DOJ joint guidance, including its 1996 statements of antitrust enforcement and healthcare along with the prior statement and 2011 statement of antitrust enforcement policy regarding ACOs and the MSSP. Um, when they made this announcement, the Department of Justice indicated that after careful review and consideration, their antitrust division determined that the withdrawal of guidance was the best course of action for promoting competition and transparency, just recognizing how much the healthcare landscape has changed over the past three decades. They specifically called out their guidance on subjects like information sharing as being too permissive. Um, so I, I think that is an area where we're going to see continued scrutiny as you have 
different types of integrations. Um, one medical, you know, is a company that operates medical clinics. They had started as a membership model, kind of heavily focused now on Medicare Advantage through their acquisition of Aura Health back in 2021. So that's that value-based primary care um, work. So uh, others are getting into this area too, data analytics companies, um, services companies, kind of the, the pharmacy, like all these different pieces of the puzzle coming together in new ways. And so the agencies are gonna have to adapt and figure out, you know, how to apply their competition laws. Thank you. You mentioned so many things that are so interesting. First, the FTC, this has been a very active FTC under, under I guess, chairperson Khan, and a, a couple of the Republicans on the commission have decided to resign. What, what benefit is there to them resigning? Why would they do that other than to send a message that they think that they're being overzealous with the FTC or that they're wrong? What, what long-term benefit does that have, if any? You know, that's interesting, and I'm not a you know, antitrust expert, but the the second resignation was the noisy one, and you know that they're going to have to replace um, you know some commissioners on this. I think it probably was to send send a message. Um, it has been an interesting enforcement um, landscape, more activist, more progressive. So. We'll see. But when you look at it from a hospital health perspective, what I think is daunting for hospitals and health systems is the FTC and the Department of Justice seem to have some success in stopping mergers of health systems. If you're a health system, you view it as, oh, my goodness, we don't have any power anymore. All the powers with the big companies, the huge, you know. Uh, technology and payer companies, yes. And so it must feel to, to the health systems like, this is sort of ridiculous that they're going after us when we feel powerless and we're losing money. What, what's your sense? Do you hear some of that out there? What do people say? Yeah, I absolutely hear that out there. Um, it, it does feel like maybe the legal framework just hasn't kept up with the reality of today. And you can hear, you know, read different reports about the effects of mergers on prices and on the labor market. Um, a lot of information out there. And um, you know, I do think health systems are in a really tough spot. You know, these other others in the industry have been able to kind of skirt by and the regulations haven't exactly touched on what they're doing. Um, I think that's going to change, not just in antitrust, but other areas. You know, on another day, Scott, we can talk about some of the changes in Medicare Advantage that are kind of going at the investments in this area and the plans and the, the folks aiming to make a dollar on that market. Um, so I do think it's going to be a heavy lift. Um, for all involved, and there will be a lot of uh, pain and uncertainty in the process. Thank you. It does seem like health insurance costs continue to rise. Healthcare delivery costs continue to rise. There's lots of inflation and the costs that go into those things as well. What a challenging time, and, and it is hard to sort of exactly comprehend how the FTC and DOJ look at this and who they're targeting. It is, it is challenging. In any event, Kristen McDermott Woodrum, brilliant partner at McGuire Woods, thank you for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Scott. Thanks.